All right, so I had to let y'all know. Um, I was kind of upset. Had a bit of an issue with the audio. Had to send out the, uh, I guess, the raw B side, B cut of it. Um, yeah, the my platform kind of crashed on me at the end of the episode. So, kind of upset about that. You're going to hear a bit of choppiness within the episode. I wasn't going to put it out, but I decided to go ahead and put it out. Mostly because of the announcement at the end. Uh, so, if you want to just, you know, fast forward to that, that's cool. Um, it is what it is. Fuck you. Had to get it out. January 22nd, 2016. Ten years to the day that Kobe Bryant dropped 81 points in a game. Stephen Curry played the Indiana Pacers and had a 39-point triple-double. We can round up and call it 40. Ah, fuck you. We don't have to. Whatever. That game changed everything for me because in that game if you remember at the end of the first quarter Steph has done that many a times in his career up to that point but that was one of the few games I actually watched of the Golden State Warriors well I watched a lot since but until up to that point that was one of the few games that I remember watching of the Golden State Warriors and I've seen Steph killing it on ESPN the entire year. You remember the 2016 season. But at the end of the first quarter, he made a three-fourths quarter shot as if it was nothing. It was routine. He did that plenty of times that year. But for some reason, that did everything for me. At that shot, And I think he actually might have had another one to go into halftime. That's when I knew, okay. Okay, this 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 might be the guy. This might be the new guy for me. Um, now, personally, I thought, and I, <clears throat> I think I vocalized this on the podcast, but I knew I was going to be looking for that next person to fill the void of Kobe because we were within Kobe's last season, obviously, in 2016. And I had thought for the longest of times that that person would be Kevin Durant. Like I've said before, I love Texas basketball. I hate Texas football. Um, And Kevin Durant, obviously one of the best Longhorns to ever play, and he was only there for a year. And I love scores. He's a great scorer, seven foot in a variety of ways. I'm just like, damn, if Kobe was seven foot, he's Kevin Durant. Now, I couldn't be more wrong, but I just love the way Kevin Durant played the game. So... I was getting ready to transition to that new phase of my fanship and being a Kevin Durant fan. And then Steph Curry erupted into the scene. Now, granted, at this moment, 16, he was already an NBA champion and an MVP, and they were in the midst of the greatest regular season we've ever seen. But I I know, I, I, I remember vividly, sitting in my apartment in 2016 seeing Steph Curry make that shot and I was just like yeah this this might need to might need to change that whole Kevin Durant plan and since then he's done nothing but be great in my opinion he's been the best player in the NBA since then honestly he's been the best player in the NBA since 2015 but I didn't acknowledge it because Kobe was still in the NBA so you know whatever 
I've been telling y'all for a while, if you've been following along, keeping up with the pod, that I was going to be doing this episode dedicated to Steph Curry. And my original mission, objective, agenda, if you will, was to convince y'all about the greatness of Stephen Curry and convince y'all that he's been the greatest player, or my fault, the best player in the NBA since 2015. But I've decided to call an audible on that. I'm not here to convince y'all of anything today. Now, I do have some myths. 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 Damn. I have some myths that I want to debunk about Steph Curry. But I really just want to appreciate Steph. As we sit here today, December 14th, they had the game against Knicks later on tonight. He sits two threes away from breaking the all-time record for threes in a career. Something that it took Ray Allen well, Ray Allen did it in 2011, 2010, 2011. So it took Ray Allen 15 years to do. And Steph's in year 12. So, yeah, he's done it in about three less seasons than Ray Allen. And I don't think Steph Curry is uh, slowing down anytime soon. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and jump into the myths that I want to debunk. Myth number one. That he disappears in the finals. Now it's real easy to, you know, and uh, you know this is what you know. People that aren't fans of Steph Curry, haters of Steph Curry, novices, or people that just well, obviously you know you have your witnesses, and there's just people that are just the casuals, who have decided ever since 2012. That finals MVP is the end-all, be-all. If you don't get finals MVP in your finals championship, it kind of doesn't really count. Is what we've seen to be the case for the past couple of years. Now, 2015. Steph Curry averages 26, 6, and 5. His Percentages were a bit lower than the regular season, but, you know, I'm told and I'm pretty sure we all agree that, you know, there's a difference between regular season basketball and playoff basketball. So I think we can live with those slight dips in percentages. But if not, if you want to hold it against them, I mean, hey, you're entitled to your narrative. Now, did what Andre Iguodala do in that finals not change the series and, you know, was a key factor in them winning? Absolutely. I'll, I'll give that up. Was he the best player for the Warriors during that series? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, LeBron averaged, what, 39, 13, 10, whatever the fuck it was he averaged. Now, granted, LeBron's efficiency was dog shit as well, but nobody cares about that. Um, But for reasons that I've already discussed on this podcast, it was better for Andre Iguodala to get finals MVP than Steph Curry to get finals MVP. Because that would have been a major blow to a lot of people's goat and his legacy. Sounds crazy to say now, but things are a lot different if Steph has that under his belt. The 2016 finals, they lost. Steph, uh, he didn't perform that well. He didn't really perform that well. Honestly, I do remember 2018. Wasted no time to put a cast on his wrist because he was hurt and y'all are able to accept that that was 
one of many reasons why the series went the way it did. Whatever. 2016 as well. Game six. I I didn't want to dive into this finals, and I'm not going to, but I just always find this is just going back to the media and, you know, them having an agenda. I just find it funny how a unanimous MVP fouls out of an NBA finals game, a clinching game, better yet. I find it funny. Now, I mean, I could understand it if it was like, you know, like Shaq or like a center, like somebody that's, you know, real aggressive on defense, but I don't think we would attribute any of that to Wardell Stephen Curry Jr. It's interesting. Very interesting. Anyway, another myth that I want to discuss is that Steph needed Kevin Durant to win the next two championships that he's won thus far in his career. Again, I really said I didn't want to dive into the 2016 finals, but, you know, Harrison Barnes was 5 for 32 on wide open, uncontested corner threes. And that series went seven games, with the last game being a four-point difference. So it's pretty safe to say if Harrison Barnes goes, I'll say 10 of 32, that series is very different. And again, these are wide open, uncontested corner threes. The corner three is the shortest. And that's also a shot that he has been taking and making a majority of the year. There's a lot of other things I could say about 2016, but, you know, that. So if you replace, if you if Harrison Barnes makes 10, they probably win that series. And if you replace Harrison Barnes with one of the greatest scorers that the game has ever seen, well, what happens, happens. But the narrative that he needed Kevin Durant really grinds my gears because it's not like Steph didn't perform in the finals. I believe in the first one, 2017, Steph nine. Little old Steph Curry out-rebounded Kevin Durant in that series. Okay, whatever. Kevin Durant did score more points, and he was 50-40-90 during the series. 2018. Steph had a much better series than he did in uh, uh, 2017. And, in fact, he was on his way to being Finals MVP in that series, but he had one bad game. I believe it was game three. He had that one bad game, and in that bad game, Kevin Durant had like probably like 40. I think he had like 42, something like that. So, again, Kevin Durant was awarded Finals MVP, and again, it's a lot better if we acknowledge Kevin Durant was the reason why the Golden State Warriors beat the Cavs and not Steph Curry was the reason that they beat the Cavs because it was unfair and the deck was stacked because of Kevin Durant. So... If we look back in the history books and see that he was the one that got finals MVP, well, you know, it makes you look better for the person that was going against the unbeatable team. That same team that the Houston Rockets could and a lot of people say should have beat. But they were unbeatable. One of the things that I love about Steph, well, another reason why I love Steph is because during that run with Kevin Durant, I really saw him like Kobe was when they had their run, when he had his run with Shaq. Shaq obviously put up great numbers, was doing his thing in the finals. He had a favorable matchup in every single finals. 
and uh, he took advantage. And if you just want to look at, you know, those numbers, I mean, yeah, he averages 30 and 15. Again, if you look at, you know, his matchup, it's justified. But Kobe wasn't, like, just out here just averaging 22 and 2. Like, he was a key factor as well. Like, you know, he was averaging, like, 28, 29, 30, 6 and 7, shit like that. Like, Kobe was <laughs> very, 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 very much a factor in that team success in those series. In fact, in the 2002 finals, he uh, dominated the fourth quarter in a way that Shaq didn't. But that's not about them right now. But Kobe didn't get those finals MVPs, so Shaq gets all the credit. Shaq was carried. Kobe, or my fault. Kobe was carried. Kobe needed Shaq. And that same narrative came back around with Stephen Curry. I thought it was unfair. I love, uh, obviously, I love favorites, but I love hated favorites even more. Like Kobe. Like Steph. Russell Westbrook. Drake. Probably didn't need to include Drake, but you you get it. You get it. I think it's unfair. But today, very likely, he's going to get his flowers for being acknowledged as, well, we've already all known him being the greatest shooter of all time, but it's going to be validated and put in the history books. Very excited about it. Very, very excited about it. I don't think that they're going to stop the game. Honestly, I... I don't think they should. I mean, it would be cool that they stopped the game if he was, like, at home, but that's not going to – I mean, you know, it's the Knicks. It's the Knicks. And after he breaks this record, maybe the Warriors will be able to settle in and start playing Warrior basketball again. I remember this is kind of similar how when Kobe was on the verge of breaking the Lakers' all-time points um, in 2010, um, they kind of got away from – their style of play. Now, a lot of people that just hate Kobe, you're like, well, what style of play is that? Kobe just takes 50 shots. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, if you're actually a fan or if you actually just watch the Lakers play during that time period, you could tell that the Lakers are playing completely differently, just trying to get Kobe that record. And Kobe was gunning for the record, and everybody knew that. So they were kind of like how they're guarding Steph way better than he's been guarded his entire career these past couple of games. That's kind of how Kobe, what Kobe was going through. And that's just what it is. Nobody wants to be the team that lets the record happen but at the same time like it's a career record not a game record so like why does why are you so uptight about it you know what i'm saying like he didn't play all those games against y'all it just so happens that y'all are the ones on the menu tonight you know what i mean but i just find that interesting but yeah whatever uh was there anything else i don't want to say about steph curry steph curry No, no, I think I touched all of that I want to say about Steph today. Yeah, fuck it. That's it. We can end it right there. Yeah, I don't need to. Yeah, we don't need to go wild. We need to go wild right now. Um, I do want to let y'all know that uh, I do have a couple of episodes that I will be dropping later on to the end, towards the end of the year. Um, some of which will be Spotify exclusive. Spotify exclusive for a couple of reasons. One, they will be including music, the uh, quote-unquote official way, and also because um, I'm gonna be a bit more reckless, or better yet, consciously reckless than I am um on these episodes. Um, I've looked at the analytics, and it turns out that only about a quarter of the listeners listen on Spotify. So, hey, if you want to hear me a little bit more unfiltered then you're gonna have to move over to spotify and if you're not gonna move over to spotify that kind of the point stay over there 
I, you don't need to hear what I'm going to say over here. Stay over there. I appreciate you for listening, but you don't need to come. Don't 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 follow me. Don't don't follow. If you haven't been listening on Spotify, I I, I recorded those episodes with that with those numbers in mind. I'm like, oh okay, like only a couple of people be listening on Spotify. All right, yeah, bet. All right, I can say this. I can say this. So uh, yeah, yeah. Appreciate y'all for listening. Shout out Steph Curry. Um, that's it. That's it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs>